Yo, what's good, y'all? Welcome this week's episode of Talks with Taboo. Welcome this week's episode of the podcast. Hope you're all having a great week, and I appreciate y'all being here, man. I really do. Because we have a great insider episode today. Uh, Some behind-the-scenes stuff from some uh, people that you may not know, but you have seen their work. Uh, Before I introduce this week's guest, I just want to give a big thanks to Illegal Pete's for sponsoring this week's episode of Talks with Taboo. Kick-ass burritos with endless toppings and the freshest ingredients. Go download the VIPs app to order products straight from your phone. Start stacking up store credit every time you order to get in on exclusive deals. And at checkout, while you're ordering, use promo code TABOO, that's T-V-B-O-O, for 15% off your entire order. You can use that in-store or on the app or online. You get 15% off, man. And uh, this this is uh, this deal is going on until December the thirty first. So make sure to go get your discounts while you can. And thank you to Illegal Pete's for sponsoring the podcast. And uh, also want to say sorry for no episode last week. You know I was only home for like two days. I'm in the thick of my tour right now, dude. Just home for a day or two, and then I'm back at it. Um, so wasn't able to get it in. Uh, luckily, I have like three episodes I'm doing this week, so I have some stacked up episodes ready to go every week with some guests that y'all been really wanting on this show. And uh, one more thing for I introduced my guest this week, you know, Stuff Me Volume 4 coming out Thanksgiving Day. Um, that's in like two weeks or some shit like that. But uh, maybe even like a week after this comes out. Damn. But yeah, Stuff Me Volume 4, best Stuff Me mix yet. It's incredible. It's so much fun. I have so much fun making those mixes, and I'm really, really proud of this year's mix. Also, I uh, just want to give you all some tour dates I got right now. 11-16, Lexington, Kentucky at the Burl. 11-17, Denver, Colorado at the Mission Ballroom, Wakan Takeover. Uh, 11-18, in Memphis, Tennessee at the Black Lodge. 11-19, Grand Rapids, Mich- Grand Rapids Michigan at Elevation. And uh, those are just the shows this week, man. Come see me. Shows have been awesome. Tour's been great. Uh, I'm still having a lot of fun, you know, still trying to bring it to y'all every single night, and it's been awesome meeting y'all. So come say what's up, come to the shows, man. I love I love doing this, and I appreciate y'all for supporting that. Um, but my guests this week are two people's work who y'all have seen all the time, man. They're a merchandise company designing and uh, just, you know, getting the logistics out for getting big merch orders into people. I mean, if you like jerseys, you've seen their work, you've loved their work. They did my jerseys. Uh, They also host events, throw events, cool-ass parties out here in Denver, man. I can't tell you how awesome their parties are. I went to one, like, the first week I lived out here, and, boy, it was one of the best parties I've been to, man. And, uh, man, I, I learned a lot from these guys. These guys really found a way to make a career in the music industry in a very niche, niche way. Uh, very creative way and just really amazing worth ethic from these guys. And I love seeing, you know, dreams come into reality. And so I'm going to let the episode get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, Bri and Lucas from Elevate 08.
fellas. Howdy. Howdy. Are we live? Yes. All right, sweet. Always recording. Always. Lucas and Bra. Yes, sir. My bra sexual. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I love that you came in the overalls. Came overalls. Hey. Is that on purpose? Absolutely. He bought, the, he bought those just for this. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Can I have those? <laughs> those are pretty hard, dude. Those are hard as fuck. I'll take them off for you right now. Oh, don't lie to me, dude. You can keep them. I'm not going to take them <laughs> off you, dude. No, uh, I just bought these like a week ago, and I've worn them four days. Four days out of last week. Did so. you buy them because you were coming on the show? No, I just okay. bought them because I loved them. Got you. Yeah. Boy, I figured this would fit the vibe, so rocked, it, them, for the, rocked it, them for the show today. It definitely does. Yeah, dude. where's my camo? <laughs> right, we can see you just fine. <laughs> yeah, so, but thanks for having us. This is dope. We've never done a podcast before, so. Except uh, for your own. Yeah, which it doesn't even really, like, it's not, like, perfect yet, but uh, we're working on it. Hey, none of them ever are. Yeah. You know, like, this one's not, we're, like, crammed into my studio <laughs> with two lights, you know, mediocre lights and two cameras, three cameras, and, and a Kyle. Yo. <laughs> and a Kyle, but we make it work. You know, it takes, you know. You learn little things here and there, you know? Yep, for but, sure. But how y'all doing today, dude? Doing good. Yeah? Yeah. Still recovering from the weekend, but we're yeah, getting there. That. What'd y'all have this weekend? Uh, we had a crazy after party this weekend um, with Barnacle Boy, DMVU showed up, Freddie Todd, and then uh, had a big back-to-back in the end. Jedi played, who's a manager over at Compass 2. So it was dope. And the crazy part about it is that we didn't know we were going to do it um, until like 48 hours until the show. So... I hit up management about it, management about it. Um, didn't get back to me until like Thursday. Shows on Saturday, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we want to do that after party." And I was like, "All right, fuck, we got to figure this out." Yeah, pretty much got all of our mm-hmm. moving parts situated in forty eight hours, and threw it, and uh, you know, packed it out, sold it out, and uh, it, was, it was sick. Went to, went until six a.m. to pack and sell out nice. a party. 48 hours prior is uh, it's impressive. We've done it twice. So the first time, that's why we did it this time through because we're growing. So it's like. You know, by law, it's easier to look, you know sell them out a little bit quicker. But first time we did it was when uh, Space Laces confirmed last minute and wanted to do a house set. So we were like, "Fuck it!" I know for sure people will want to come see this, and then announce that one what twenty four mm-hmm. hours too. Yep, and made it work. So it's uh it's more stressful, but like when when <laughs> I remember uh, we you know when the room was packed, I looked at Luke and I was like, "Look, it's totally worth all the bullshit of like getting it dialed within twenty four hours because like look at this place, it's bumping, you know." So, yeah. Yeah, it was great. We had a blast. Still still super hungover, but Dude, we had a blast. <laughs> I feel you, man. I'm usually drinking for these episodes. But like I had a really long fucking weekend. Yeah. And also celebrated my birthday on Saturday night. Yeah, happy yeah. birthday. With like thank you. It was just with a bunch of fans too. So like uh, I just got entirely too fucked up. But yeah. it was still a good time, so I'm not drinking today, yeah. dude. I need my body to heal. Yeah, we were like, someone, someone like mentioned, you know, when you tweeted about it, someone had mentioned like, oh, you got to drink a PBR with him, and I was like, I really don't want to, but if he pulls him out, I'll fucking do it. Right, dude. Yeah, I was kind of banking on the rebound beer, but I, I can survive without it. I'm sorry to let you down, bro. Uh, I'm sorry to let happy you down. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thanks, dude. You're welcome. Dude, I went to one of y'all's parties. Uh, like right the, when you moved here. Yeah, like the first or second week I lived here, dude. Yeah. And it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Because it didn't feel like a show. It felt like a party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what we want. Yeah. We don't want to, like, make it what people just did when they were at the Ogden or whatever, you know, like... We want to make it like you're just at, you know, this random place. Like, it's more of a homey thing. Mm-hmm. We're slapping some speakers together and, like, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Um, kind of like what just happened this weekend. Like, we only confirmed Barnacle Boy. We never confirmed Freddie Todd, DMVU, or whatever. And then when you were playing, like, 
when you were here, which was just perfect timing. Like you got to like, it probably helped you like realize, like, all right, Denver's going to be lit, you know? Yeah. Because you showed up and it was like you, Smokelin. Who else was on stage? It was like 60 uh, Smith. Bu- Buku, Buku, Cyber G. Cyber yep. G. Um, Space Wizard was on stage and you're probably like, dog, this is is lit but then like milano showed up milano, yeah. uh fucking enzo was just chilling there like yeah god there was some other ones uh molokai i think was there yep. as well it was just yep. like you know and, and it went to like 6 a.m or some shit which yeah. how do y'all do that be honest with me dude we're just risking it yeah risking <laughs> it. I, um, I love it yeah don't ask don't tell yeah it's like <laughs> it's like we're lucky. We're, we ha- we have a really good relationship with that venue owner. It's a private property, so if someone were to come up there, he'd say, "Hey, this is my this is my property. If you're having any problem, if you know if there's any problems, you know, I'm sure that he would just go talk to somebody out." But he's uh he's great. He trusts us. You know, we follow the rules. We don't break any rules. Like there's a couple of really stingy rules that he has, which is one of one of them is like no haze in there, so no lasers with the haze because the smoke alarms will go off. Yeah, we just follow his rules. He respects us and he lets us do our thing. So on New Year's, we're doing it there at the same spot, but. We have this other location called The Bunker where that's where we were this weekend. That's where we'll be this weekend. I'm sure you're in town this weekend. I know you're playing on Thursday, right? Are you leaving? I'm just – I have a show on Wednesday, and I fly back just for a show, and then I'll leave oh, fuck. the mm-hmm. next right. morning. Yeah, Damn. I get busy. I don't have a weekend off until Christmas. Nice. Yeah, yeah. so I'm just fucking rocking and rolling right now. Yeah, but uh, this other place, it's called The bunk- Bunker. It's like a – it's honestly a shithole, but we make it work. Hey, yeah, it's, the, it's the underground vibes for sure. Yeah, but we've decked the whole thing out. Like, we've bought, like, what, 15 – you know, 10 by 30 camo, you know, camo netting. We've decked the whole thing out in camouflage because if there was nothing covering what you see above the camouflage, people would be like, dude, I'm going to get a fucking <laughs> STD in here or something. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my favorite type of clubs and yeah, parties. Yeah. STD we, parties. Then we throw the stage in the middle and then, you know, just, just wing it, you yeah. know, and uh, it's great. So that's where we were this past weekend. That's where yep. we'll be this weekend. We're doing a Wakanda after party again just because. Everyone wants us to do it, so we're going to do it back-to-back weekends and figure it out. But. Shit, are y'all doing it every day this weekend then? No, no. just Saturday. Just Saturday. Yeah. Just Saturday. Just the nightcap. Got you. Yeah, it's too much to to do, like, multiple nights in a row. It's it's just because we, we, we got to do everything, you know? And yeah. It's a, lot to, it's a lot to plan. So one day, the fact that we're doing it back-to-back weekends is, like, that just shows that we love you guys, you know? Because <laughs> we don't make any money on this shit, like, you know, full transparency. Sometimes we might lose money on it, you know, but it's fun for us. We have a blast with it. And uh, it's just really expensive to have a good team, good production, lasers, mm-hmm. lighting, sound, cover the talent, cover the alcohol costs and everything else, you know. And uh, yeah, we just love it. So yeah, no, I feel you, man. I threw shows out in Mississippi for a couple of years, man. That shit was rough. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I threw it in a, in a shithole too. You know, <laughs> the first venue I started throwing at was like a 125 cat venue. Yep. And so if you have like 30 people in there, it's like slammed, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then like, you know, there was no bathrooms, there's porter potties in the back. And then midway through the summer, their AC went out. So we're in the Mississippi heat in oh, the summer yeah. in a 125 cap venue. And we sold it out one night and it was just like, everyone was dying. Yeah. Yeah. Just dripping. We, we actually had that issue with the bunker is we threw, the first one we threw there was the uh, middle of summer after global dance and like mid July, like. 100 degree day and we're in this this small small warehouse with no ventilation no anything and so that's why we kind of held off until the winter time because i mean it's just you get drippy you get sticky and and 
That's sometimes that's fun, but but not all the time. People didn't like it. The girls were like, "I'm not going back there if it's an if there's an OAC <laughs> this time." I remember we did another one there, and there there was like a bunch of comments on the the flyer post where they were like, "Is there going to be AC?" So like <laughs> Lu- Lucas and I bought what like eight fans from yeah. Walmart or something, <laughs> and put them on the put them on the the DJ. Uh, put them near the DJ table and on the, you know, the speakers and it helped a little bit but people are still complaining. Well, yeah, dude. I mean, you know, the standard for a show here is high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and like whenever I threw shows, there were, there was no standard. So like <laughs> no. no one was bitching about yeah. the AC cause where else you going to go? You got bro? no competition. Yeah, no, no competition. Dude, we had a girl fall out one night, dude, just cause it got too hot. We we're like, bring her outside, like fanning <laughs> her, like drinking, like, please don't die. You know, <laughs> but she was just, uh, overheated. Yeah. Yeah. No, my, my favorite thing about the shows though is kind of like what you were saying, is it's just a homie fest. Like all the all the fans are like in this like niche where now everybody knows each other when you show up to these shows and then and then with like the artists and the guests that we have, like everyone just shows up knowing they're gonna know people. And that is is like my favorite part about the whole thing is we're building like a little sub community within in like the show the show world, which is awesome. Like when we have people show up unannounced, everybody is just I, I feel like having a great time. Yeah. Kyle, can you turn uh, number three mic down just a tad? His mic's different, so it's a little louder. Gotcha. No, nah, yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, I showed up that night, didn't even know I was going to play, dude. I mean, I didn't even really know what I was doing that night. <laughs> you know, I just <laughs> yeah. I just went out to party. You know, I was supposed to be at Red Rocks that night, and then that got canceled, so I ended yeah. up at Cervantes, and then Mike's like, yo, I'm playing this show. I'm like, all right, bet. I ate some mushrooms, walked in. I'm fucking, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was, dude. I walked in peeking. Everyone saying, "Hey," I'm like, "Oh no!" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then you got to tell everybody you just moved here, your whole life story. And yeah, dude. Like, I had to tell them, you know, you know, gave them my mom's number, said call her at her sometime, you know, shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, but, she's got it. She's got it. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, no. Nah, that was yeah. It was cool. Just then the night it was just one big ass back to back. I'm sure that happens. That just brought all yeah, the after yeah. parties now because it's just like. You know, if you throw a rock outside here, you're going to hit a fucking DJ. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that was like uh, your first kind of go at being in Denver. How's the transition been? It's been great, man. It's been easy. Super easy. I mean, so like, you know, live up here with my best friend who's from New Orleans. And so, you know, we live together. So that was already had family here as soon mm-hmm. as I got here. And then I just got straight to work. You know what I mean? Yep. Like I moved here with like intentions and things to do. And uh, things I wanted to get better at and grow. And so I just got here and just got straight to work. It's been super easy. It's a lot easier traveling because I'm, you know, centralized. Yep. It's just mm-hmm. a one-way flight anywhere. So, you know, I ain't got to fly out of New Orleans to, like, Atlanta or Dallas and connect somewhere. It's, it's, so that's been nice. Yeah, that's huge. And you just got a bunch of, like, creative minds, people doing awesome things, different events, enough to keep you busy everywhere, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, dude. I've met a lot of people, man. And the comedy scene here is kick-ass. Yeah. So I still got to catch uh a taboo comedy set. You do. Yeah, I you do. do. You do, man. We, uh, we missed it at fucking Wakan. Yeah. We, dude, we were so <laughs> tired. Our RV just made us sleep until yeah. like one. <laughs> so we we uh, um, we were planning on it and everything, but we had, what, what did we leave on Wednesday night? Drove through the night, right? Yeah. So we left, and we next time I've learned that we just got to like get an RV that's like closer to a con. <laughs> so that way we just drive from the airport, but we got the RV here and had never driven an RV. We, before. we had, we had to take like 21 boxes of merch. So that's why we needed the RV to yeah. drive it. But oh, then, but then all the merch came in ahead of time and we were able to ship it. So then we ended up driving the RV <laughs> anyways, it was worth it. Yeah. But we drove the <laughs> RV through the night. Then we got super sauced at, at the event and just had no gas in the tank. Your set was at like what? 11, right? Is that noon? Noon or something like yeah, that. Noon. Yeah. 
And we, it was like two o'clock, and we were like, "Fuck us!" Like we just missed it. But yeah, you didn't want to see it that bad then. We did. We just did not <laughs> sleep. <laughs> we didn't sleep no. for a minute in forty-eight hours. I mean, a lot know? of the merch at Wakan was Elevate. Yeah. Oh eight. Elevate away. Yeah. I got a piece yep. of it on right now. Yeah. Yes, yeah. sir. Looking good. Yeah, no, we're super grateful for Chloe Wakan Loper or Chloe uh, uh Kendall Loper. Um, you know, Bree, they they're you know, they're putting us on you know, real hard and it's dope. Yeah, they're tits, man. I mean, um before we get too deep into it, are sorry, are you guys co owners in Elevate Oh eight? Yeah. Cool. When did y'all start this company? What made y'all want to just get together and do merch? Because, I mean, it, especially whenever you got into it, were there intentions to get into the music industry, bass music side of it? Or was it just like, we're going to start a clothing company and a distribution company? Yeah, I mean, it definitely wasn't the idea of starting like a clothing and distribution company. And, and the way it all started, this was uh, like early to mid-2020, like thick of, thick of COVID, not really being able to go out and do anything. And we've always been big sports guys in general. Love watching sports. Both played different sports growing up. And we were always like appreciators of of uh, artist jerseys that came out before Elevate 08 existed. So we were big supporters and, and just loved like the wearable art aspect. And so during COVID, we ended up just kind of using our free board time to just make a one-on-one jersey that we thought was sweet that we couldn't get from anywhere else and then it kind of just snowballed into like hey this is actually a pretty sweet piece of uh piece of merch and just wung it from there i mean the whole intention was to to support artists during a time of like uh not being able to tour and play shows because of covid so we wanted to use it as like a vehicle to kind of break into the scene that way and, and also kind of support people that that were kind of going through it at the time. And then, and then it snowballed into, we always wanted to be involved in the music scene, but didn't really like find our niche on like how or where and where it could be best utilized. And this kind of just the opportunity presented itself and we've had more than enough fun doing it. And that's why we've branched out into to throwing shows and, and doing more than just jerseys, just all merchandise. Um, really just trying to kind of be as involved as possible. Mm. Yeah. So to his point, it was, um, it was just like really this this guy that we found. Um, essentially, he had a uh, um, he had a uh, had a really nice high quality like product to start. So I wanted to make a G Jones jersey, and obviously, like you know, I had a really cool idea of what I wanted it to look like. Um, so then I hit up this guy because he had produced jerseys in like the HL and stuff, right? The HL, mm-hmm. right? Yep, yep. Um, the HL, the AHL, like uh, not the American NHL, hockey. but like you know, like. Yeah, is I don't that even, what it is? The American Hockey League? Is that what it'd be? I'm, I don't even What's know. What's the, the minors a- for the NHL? It's the AHL. I don't know what the I, if, for. If, if I had a guess, it's probably American Hockey yeah. League. Right? Or it's Amateur Hockey League? I don't know. <laughs> or Amateur. The yeah. Grand yeah. Rapids Griffins. That's the yeah, that's he, who he made. He, some he made merch for. for the Grand Rapids Griffins. So that's, like, a cool, that's a cool sports team name. I've yeah. never heard of them until now, but that works. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they were really high quality, like game ready type stuff. And a lot of the stuff that we had seen before was like you're wearing a fucking trash bag with some logos on it. So we got this jersey from this guy. It was this G. Jones one of one that we had made. And I showed it to Luke. And he was like, dude, these are insane. Like, we got to share these. And I was like, I don't really want to do that. Like, I don't really think that I'm a merch guy. I just wanted to make it for fun. But, I, you know, I believe you. Like, I'm sure people would love them. And he was like, well, if you don't do it, I'm going to do it. And then I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll do it. <laughs> so after that, we were like, well, you know, how can we, like, get involved in the music industry um, and maybe we can use this as a way, because we'd always had this in the back of our minds. We've been going to raves since, you know, 2014. Mm-hmm. 
And then uh, we were like, well, maybe we can use these as a way to like raise money for artists who can no longer perform because of COVID and all these kind of things. And then we ended up linking up with Zeke Beats and did a one of one jersey raffle for him, raised almost two grand for him, and then did one with the black box and raised a ton of money for Mm -hmm. them. And then because of how cool the product was and like that, it was like a really nice high quality thing. Um, then people were like, well, are you guys going to sell these or what? You know, and, and long story short, here we are, you know, we've worked with, I can't even count how many brands and we're branching out and doing a bunch of other items and stuff. But essentially that was, that was what it was is I had this one Jersey and Luke was like, dude, this is insane quality. Like we got to push these, you yeah. know? So mm-hmm. that's awesome though, yeah. dude. I mean, yeah, the quality of them is phenomenal. I mean, I can just look at, at, at Kyle's right now and you know, it just looks awesome. But then like I wear my Jersey, like I'm not even like a, jersey type of guy other than like on sundays or saturdays (laughs) you know what i mean like football is what i'll wear but you know y'all did my jersey and i've never had such a demand for a a clothing item Mm -hmm. ever i'm already out yeah it's crazy i was supposed to last me to the end of the tour i'm already out yeah you made what how many of them do you remember we did three we did 300 of the baseball and we did 300 of something else that we're doing on black friday Nice. And those are those are cooler, in my opinion. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah they I'm going to pick one of those up for yeah, sure. Yeah, those are hard. They really are. Yeah, but... The hockey's our main jam. Um, basketball's dope, but the baseball's like... It's just the spring training material. Yeah. But you can only do so much on a baseball jersey, you know? Well, yeah, exactly. Hockey, but, it's like a canvas. There's so many different logos and shit on it. And I feel like the baseball one is you can wear more... In more places. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You wear you wear more toms. Yeah. Like, you know, I like a basketball jersey personally, like yeah. out of all of them though. Just if I'm just gonna wear mm-hmm. basketball all day. Yeah. And your designer crushed that that design too, which we picked her up by the way. Like she's dope. Yeah, that's and, so cool, uh, man, Bree. Yeah, I wanted to make sure too that she got the credit for that because everybody was like, Oh, elevator weight made this like whatever and I was like Kind of, but like, you know, I want to make sure that she got her credit. So we found her and, and we gave her a big shout out and everyone was like, you know, giving her praise for it, which was good. Cause yeah. Didn't want to make her feel like, you know, <laughs> we were the ones that produced it and then like she didn't get any love for it. You know? No, no, I feel you. I try to yeah. do it as much as possible too. I mean, I didn't even tag y'all in the beginning cause I posted, I got in town uh, and I was just in town for like a couple hours and I hadn't slept. But I was like, I got to yeah. post a picture of these and I just posted and I was like, oh shit, I didn't tag. But if the algorithm is you go and edit it and tag people, it doesn't reach as many people when you edit yeah. it tag. I don't know if you knew that, but it's a motherfucker. Uh, yeah. And uh, we never even care anyways, to yeah. be honest. Like Good. we, we don't. Uh, we lo- we love it for what it is and for how it like mm-hmm. makes people feel. If someone doesn't tag us for it, we and also too we work with numerous artists where they they just release them. Everyone knows we do it, but it's like it's kind of like what you know, silly to every single time. Uh, elevate away, elevate away, and then all we're doing is reposting all these jerseys. It's just kind of silly, but yeah, I respect it. You know, it's just not really a top priority for us to see mm-hmm. it on there. What was really cool with that with my jersey was a fan literally just it was Bree she designed it and put it in my group page uh-huh. and then so many of yep. people in the group the page mock on there yeah yeah so many people were like whoa this is sick and I'm like all right I hear y'all fuck because yeah. uh, we we're gonna <laughs> do one anyway for the tour and I was like all right bet and then I didn't realize how how awesome they were until I saw them like I said the material of them is amazing yeah they're they they're. Uh one thing is like really get the look down, but when you get somebody that like looks forward to wearing it for the comfort, also, like that's where we've seen like a bunch of positive feedback from people. It's like they look forward to putting it on just because it's comfy. Like it, one, it looks sweet, but you feel good in it. You can wear it like versatile, like over hoodies. Uh, wear it by itself. People just are stoked for them, mm. which is some of the feedback we've gotten. We're, we're always trying to improve, and it's always like the quality and the comfort are the two things, right? So. Mm. 
people people are kind of going crazy for him. I mean, y'all did all of the jerseys at Wakan this year, right? Yeah. We didn't do the VIP ones, oh, but yeah, all the other so. ones, yeah. All right, to get that many jerseys ready to roll, like how difficult is something like that? Because you two aren't embroidering everything. Right. You, you, you know, you two aren't printing off everything. I don't even know how big of a warehouse. I mean, y'all have only been doing this since 2020, and then you're yeah. doing orders like this. Like, mm-hmm. do you have a fucking warehouse just stockpiled now? Or what is, like, the difficulties in getting orders that big, and is that the biggest order y'all have done? I think it was. That was our biggest story. Yeah. It was like but, uh, over 4,000 units. Yeah. But we yeah. work with a manufacturer overseas. You know, we're super open about that. It's mm. the same manufacturer that produces a lot of professional jerseys in America. The NHL produces from overseas, Indonesia, same thing. But they have a massive factory. And by the way, it took us forever to figure out, like, sourcing a quality, quality jersey product. Mm. We've probably taken, what, over a year to find, like, you know, somebody who can deliver it. The first, the first jersey we had made is not from the manufacturer we had now. We have now. So... Even though it was a high-quality jersey, we found a better one that, you know, can produce more volume. Mm -hmm. But we source it from overseas. So, like, they can produce, you know, I would say a couple hundred units a day. But with how crazy we go with, like, all these little details, like, with details in the tag, the the logos on the shoulders, that one's not as much detail, but, like, the Liquid Stranger Hockey, that one was, like, super intricate. Um, It takes a lot, dude. It's stressful, like... That was by far the most stressful drop that we'd ever had because it was our biggest order. Mm -hmm. We only had like six weeks to turn that around, and (laughs) we were the ones that were providing it for the whole festival. And, you know, we're going to do a better job at planning in the future, but, like, some of those boxes showed up, like, day of the fucking festival, and we were, like, tweaking on the way down to the the festival in the RV because the the whole order wasn't there yet. Mm. You know, even a couple of your boxes, I think, showed up late because we were just cramming everything. So it was like 4,000 Wakan orders, but plus all your orders, plus other orders that we had made for the festival, and it was just like crunch time, but we made it work, so it's just, uh, you know, it's a lot. And by the time we showed up, the -the glow-in-the-dark jerseys were already sold out before we even got to the festival. Yeah, I got one of those too, for sure. Those are sick. That's my favorite jersey I have, and I got a bunch. Yes. Yeah, we were pulling up to the festival in the RV, and some girl was wearing it as we were pulling up, so we knew they were already on sale, and she was like, yeah, they already sold out, and... Like, well, I guess we didn't even need to come. <laughs> yeah, it was sick. <laughs> we spent, like, 30 or 40 hours on that jersey. Like, we spent so much time designing that. Like, our, our designer, Maureen, like, she crushed it. She's probably one of our best. But she hand-drew all of the – because it was, like, a space suit. We called it the Psychonaut jersey because, obviously, Liquid Strangers, OG song, Psychonaut. But she hand-drew all of the parts on it and just murdered it. That was by far probably, you know, top three, like, mm-hmm. you know – Best dessert, best jersey we've ever put out. Unique design for sure. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, you said six weeks of a turnaround. Yeah, we submitted that order within six weeks of when Wakan, and it was from Indonesia to here. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we, we put all of our too. we put all of our orders on back or like on pause to to get that done. Yeah. Um. So it was it was a lot, but um. I don't think that was the original plan. Like, I think part of the plan was to have us make some of them. But we did such a good job on a lot of the designs that I think, you know, Chloe and team, they were probably like, yo, we need to just put all these out. Um, so I think part of it was to do maybe a couple, but then they were like, no, we got to do the whole thing. So I, I don't think that they were planning for 4,000. Right. Hold on. We got a, we got a, we got an intruder in here. Oh, she loves Nala. She Nala. Smel- she smells Denali. Nala, get out of here. <laughs> she loves Denali, bro. She was a little attention whore. Yeah, she smells my. She's been smelling me since I got in here. Yeah, I have an unfixed Bernese Mountain Dog, and she's probably like, "Yo, what's good?" Yeah, well, I'm trying to fuck. <laughs> yeah, something like that. 
Yeah. So we probably won't do that six week turnaround of time, time thing again. It was just, it was a lot, it was stressful, but we made it work. And then we saw all the fest, all the jerseys there. We were like, thank God. Like it made the festival so much more fun. And then we could finally fucking party and have fun. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But yeah, it was a lot. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I can imagine six weeks with like a turnaround. You don't know if like, any, mm-hmm. if that, if that country is just going to, you know, go on lockdown for no reason at all yeah. or any reason, you yeah. know, yeah. shipment issues. I mean, everybody blames COVID. So things show up weeks late with no explanation. So it was definitely a gamble. It, it This is how it always works too. We always give ourselves like eight weeks, which is more than enough time. And then at the very end, it's like all these little minor edits. <laughs> yeah. The and revisions then, is always and then the next, the next thing you know, we're like five weeks away. We're like, oh shit, we need to submit these. <laughs> Yeah, it never fails. You, like every single jersey, it's always like right at the end. Like, all right, fix all these things. Mm. Yeah. Was six weeks the fastest like turnaround y'all have ever had? No, no, nobody plans in music. Yeah, and I love all of you managers, but you guys gotta like <laughs> plan the shit out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like if you know that you're going to an arena, and it's like July, and you have this arena show in November. Don't hit us up in October to send you 5,000 jerseys, you yeah. know, like not Wakan, but like I'm just saying in general, but like nobody plans. Yeah. And two, like, I don't want to say that what we do isn't important. I think we're very, very, very important to the fans, but like maybe some managers don't think that merch is like the top thing on their priority list, you know, and they don't plan or think about it as they would like curating support or like making sure the venue's good to go or like all these other important things. So like, we're working on creating a system where it's more streamlined, but like we also understand that it's not the top of their priority list. So like when an artist at the last minute goes, Oh yeah, I want this. All they're trying to do is like fulfill for their artists, you know? So Mm -hmm. we're trying to work it out, but as you know, we're very new. So we're still learning how to like create a strong uh, systematic list where we can give, you know, proper expectations and let people know how it works with having rushing issues, you know? Yeah. What would you say is the hardest part about all of it? Designing it and making them happy. That's what I, whenever people had asked me, like, what was the hardest part about Blue Collar Bass, my album, and I said the artwork. Oh, really? Yeah, it's always the art. Really? It's always the art. So it was none of the songs or anything? Well, songs come out. Yeah. Like, I, I make songs. That's what I do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, you know, like, if, if like, a musician, like, a guitar player is going to write a guitar, like, a lick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so... Uh, yes, writing music is hard, but it's like what I do. So that's not like the yeah. hardest part. That's not where I'm like going back and forth on because it's just me working on the songs. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah. it's me in charge of it all. But our work is back and forth with a lot of different people. Yeah, well, and they nailed it, bro. They it did great. And, 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 but that was the hardest part. Yeah, that was you know the hardest part. Yeah, it's uh, it's because there's like so many possibilities, but mm-hmm, then but yeah. you have to curate towards like what they want what their fans are going to appeal to so it's like for you you're writing a song for like obviously your fans but like you're writing that shit because you love that shit like you have your own sound and you know exactly like what your wheelhouse is and you do it extremely well but then when you're like trying to curate merch you have to curate for us it's like we can't always make what we want like we have to make something that like management's going to approve of artists is going to approve of and fans are going to go crazy over. Mm. So like it seems so crazy cause it's just merch, but we do put a lot of thought, time, energy and attention into them. And that's, um, you know, I guess why we're at where we're at, you know? Well, you have to, if you're just making like bullshit merch, or just <laughs> yeah. like with a shitty design, you know what I mean? Just like a white t-shirt with the logo on it or a black t-shirt with the logo on it yeah. as I'm wearing one. Yeah. But like speaking, of, speaking, <laughs> speaking of a black t-shirt with a logo on it, we got you one. <laughs> oh, really? We got you both guys. We got you uh, both t-shirts with black t-shirts with a logo on it. Okay. Sick. We should actually bust it out right now. Bust it out, dude. He comes bearing gifts. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you guys even open. Oh, hell. Late birthday present. 
figured this would be pretty on brand. That's the hoodie for you. That's the extra, the extra sauce, the extra camo sauce, the offbeat. That's one of the first. That's actually the first offbeat hoodie we'd ever made. All right, so that's actually hard though. Yeah, it got the camo on it and everything. Yeah, camo on the it's, orange. It's actually hard. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. I like it we a ha- lot. We had to start somewhere. There's a logo on the back too, for you. So. Oh hell yeah! It's pretty dope. Yeah, there. I love it. With the little accents all over. Exactly, but it, the thing it ain't just one color. It's got a whole vibe to it. You know, just a simple black with a print on it, it's still done nicely. It's aesthetically pr- yeah. pleasing. Thanks, yeah. You know what I mean? Have you like it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. These, these then, are the two, these are the two, like, these were the things that we were really excited to give you guys, though. These, these are the, we're trying these t-shirt flips, so this is what we did with the t-shirt. Oh. Big, big bass country. <laughs> so hey. it's the Bass Pro Shop split. Yep, yep. Big bass country. I love that. I love it, dude. That's fun. Uh, but you probably meant to say bass. And I just no, read, no, I read bass because I'm. It's bass country. country. <laughs> okay, good. Hell yeah. That's, that's hard. <laughs> Where we come from, it's bass, brother. Yeah, hell yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Kyle, that one's yours. Thank you. I appreciate I, you guys. Yeah, for thank real. you, man. That's yeah, fucking awesome. That's sick. Yeah. I'm always looking for new clothes, man. But, like, yeah, the the design, so what are you, like, how much of your time goes into designs, and are you just creating designs for people you want to work with and just suiting it to them, being like, hey, I got this? Because I can't tell you how many um, jersey companies had hit me up. Because this the jersey I did with y'all is the first jersey I'd ever done. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't tell you how many people have, like, reached out to me with, like, designs. Like, other companies mm-hmm. with designs are just like, hey, we have this jersey, we want to do that, this and that. But I'm like, you know, I can't just to go and decide to do that. That's like a big team conversation yeah. and stuff like that. But I thought it was pretty smart of them to go and do that because mm-hmm. some of them were cool, mm-hmm. some of them were off-brand and not that great. But, you know, what? how... Lucas, are you also designing it too? Because I, when I'm asking questions, I was kind of looking at him because he's been talking about the designs. But um, yeah, you know, he knows as well. Okay, yeah, got just you as much as I do. So, like, yeah, how are you? How are y'all reaching new people? And are, like, are y'all doing that where you just design something and suit it to somebody? Like, hey, we should do this. It's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Not so much anymore because now it's more like people are hitting us up. Like, we never hit up Wakanda or Liquid Stranger or Squan to do any of those jerseys. They hit us up about that. Um, same thing with, um, you know, your jerseys. We never hit you up about it. Mm-hmm. They had the design ready. We were happy to um, we were happy to put it together. In the beginning, I think so. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah. now we've, like, proven ourselves to where it's, like, we'll do a reach out with an email and just say, hey, this is how shit works. Let us know if you're interested. Here's who we've worked with. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to any of these managers, whatever. So now it's a little bit streamlined. And we're so busy to where it's, like, like we don't know if we want to have to, like, make something in hopes that somebody would be interested mm-hmm. in it and then for them to – say yes or no, we're, we're really happy with where we're at. And like, it's kind of one of those, if you email us back, we're happy to put something together. If you like it and take a risk, if you're interested, but we don't really like put ourselves out there like that anymore. We have too much work, you know, coming in. If I'm being honest, you know, there's, all of our designers are busy right now. There's a lot of parallels with that, with music too. Like in the beginning, like oh, with collabs. Yeah. In the yeah. beginning, you're just making songs and just send to people and hope, <laughs> yeah. hope that they yeah. buy it. But now like, I'm not sending nothing to nobody. Yeah. It's just like, you know, we if we cool when we talk about it, it will happen at some point. But yeah. like, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of parallels to that with music. That's the, that's the same way. I mean, once you kind of get your name out there and you, you're established, people are open to working with you more. At first, you gotta have to do a little bit more fishing. You have to like put yourself out there. I ain't scared to fish. <laughs> <laughs> we should go this summer. There's a there's a spot called uh, 
Gross Reservoir. Have you heard of it? No. It's like the only legit body of water that we have that's like an hour and a half away. Have you been there yet? I don't think so. I rented a boat out there two years ago, and it's huge, but we should go fishing. If Did you kill it? Uh, yeah, it was a blast. I didn't fish, but oh. we, we uh, went tubing. Oh, hell yeah. So. <laughs> dude, yeah, that's something, dude. In Louisiana, like, when I've lived there, I would fish, like, three, four times a week. Yeah, I love it. And I ain't done it a single time since I've been here. Like, I wanted to elk hunt this year, but I'm fucking on tour the entire season, mm, yeah. so I can't go elk hunt, you know? But, like, so I ain't been able to do a whole lot of, like, uh, you know, outdoor sports yeah. other than, like, basketball. Dude, it's the best. When we're glued to computers all the time, you've got to go outside and, and do some shit. I actually just got a snowboarding pass, and I've lived here for five years. Luke's giving me shit every single year <laughs> that I haven't had a snowboard pass, but I'm to the point now where, like, I need a break from electronics. Mm-hmm. And fishing, like, we just took a trip up in Montana. We went fishing, got a fishing guide. This guy had, like, six rods on each side, uh, you know, a uh, fish finder. He had all this technology, the weights where, like, you know, you put it on the side, and it takes the weight, the um, the uh, lure down 70 feet or whatever, and you can find the fish. And we were just catching uh, catching trout and shit, and shit out of this uh, this massive lake in Montana. I was like, dude, we got to do this more often. It was amazing. Yeah, it's the best. No man. phone service. It's the best. Like, that was one, that's one of my favorite things about, like, hunting and fishing. Yeah. It's just disconnecting and getting yeah. back to, like, getting back to us as humans, you know? And, like, yeah. that's what we had to do. So there's, like, yeah. a part of us just naturally. It's like a primal, primal ex- instinct. Exactly. Yeah. There's, like, that piece of me that's, like, when I'm doing that, like, I just feel so whole. And yeah. it's just, like, pleasing something that, like, writing a song or playing a sold-out show could never do. And there's there's so much patience that come along with, like, fishing and hunting that it's, like, almost, like, therapeutic, right? You yeah. kind of get to, like, look inward while you're sitting there waiting to kill something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're definitely in your thoughts a little bit, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah my favorite thing, would just, like, in Louisiana, would be, like, me and Boogie. We'd just sit there, just drink yeah. beer, fish. And that was it. It was just like no bullshit, yeah. no no industry drama, just talking shit, drinking beer, catching fish. Yeah. Fishing yeah. is a great excuse to drink beer. Yes, it is. So yeah. is football, yeah. any sport. Yeah. And I mean, even like whenever there's no football on, but like I'm drinking, there's no football on. Yeah, and we have to drink beer because we're Lions fans. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm a Saints fan, and we ain't doing too good this season. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I, I've been watching. What are they, three, two, and seven? Three, three, three and, and seven. Oh, uh, yeah. It's not that good. Yeah. It's not that good. Yeah. Thanks for bringing it down. Um, <laughs> yeah. we, got the, we got the same record as the Lions. Yeah, so. I know. I know. Hey, we beat the fucking Bears yesterday, though. That shit was lit. That's like winning the World Series for us. Yeah. Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, no, beating the Packers for y'all was y'all Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that we was beat y- the Packers and the Bears. It never happens in the same year. Yeah, dude. Y'all on fire. We'll take it. Yeah. This is, I hope you enjoyed your Super Bowl. That was it. <laughs> yeah. No, the actually, when Stafford won a Super Bowl in L.A., Everyone in Detroit was celebrating. Yeah, as you like, should. You gotta be, you gotta be happy for your guy. That's our guy, the Detroit yeah. Rams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. exactly. I saw fans had made a, a Rams a Lions split jersey with Stafford, and I was like, that's legendary. Mm-hmm. Yep. But um, yeah, I mean, it's to to, to you know kind of explain it again how it works. We would do that all the time in the beginning and send out emails, and we would make a couple of designs. But I think one thing that like prevented us from doing that was like we wouldn't hear back, and then we would make this like crazy jersey, and then. It wouldn't work because we didn't have any, like, clout, you know. Mm-hmm. But now we have all these projects. We handle tour merch. Mm-hmm. We're doing many different items. We're coming out with a women's line. Like, so for us, we're really happy to be busy um, and aren't really looking, you know, to, to try to, like, win somebody over. It's more so, like, hey, we're doing great work. We'll send an email. If you guys appreciate it, we'd love to work with you. But it's, we, we care a lot about, you know, how much time goes in each one of these things and, like, to make a jersey in hopes that it's potentially may or may, you know may or may not ever see the world is just kind of a it's a stretch for us like it I, takes I a lot that. you know yeah I get that what uh how many designers in the beginning was it just you two designing and how many do y'all have now uh, what do we have twelve 
Yeah. Fuck. Damn. Yeah. yeah. At the beginning, it was it was just the two of us just kind of winging it. And yeah, now we have 12 designers. Yeah, 12 designers. 10 of them are girls. So like one cool part that I always like to say whenever we talk to people about specifically Elevate Await is that it's predominantly girls that run the whole thing. Like Luke's and I are obviously the ones that founded it, you know, kind of keep it together, you know, make sure that it's a growing business. And, you know, we're on social media, but and that's why I'm really excited for New Year's because we're flying them all out. All the girls are flying them out. We're going to do a podcast where like they're actually properly represented but uh it's all girls for the most part that run elevate away we have two uh, customer service reps girls and then eight designers that are girls or 10 designers i think that are girls and the rest are um dudes but um yeah it's all girls that design they're insane they're machines oh yeah. yeah how much are how much are involved are y'all in the designs now that y'all have designers or are y'all just mainly focusing on the business and keeping it running so like one thing i would say like our biggest like bottleneck is that they can put together things really, really well, but what we're working on is getting them to have their own ideas. So like, even though, you know, even though we have so many of them, I'm still the one, Lucas is still the one that has to like look at something and say, Hey, like this is great, but we got to make this a little bit better. Mm. Um, so one of our biggest bottlenecks I would say is just like revisions and like coming up with the ideas and like making sure that their ideas are on brand to be able to be portrayed to the audience. Mm. Yeah. So we fans. do, we do a lot of the concepting and, and then they, they do a lot of the design work, whether that's be, drawing something freehand or, or taking assets from different artists and, and placing them on the garments. But a lot of the concepts come from us. We, I would say it's probably like 80, 20. Yeah. Like th- we get some, they, they come up with some pretty balling ideas themselves. So give them the credit where it's due. Yeah. But Yuri makes the flyer, uh, the, the fire flyers, like all yep. of her flyers that she makes, she's, ama- she's amazing at it. So every single offbeat flyer, you'll see your 808 flyer. Yeah. And they're so um, on brand. Yeah, she, she kills, kills it. it. Uh-huh. She just, she's done that for years. So. Yeah, I would say that that's it's probably pretty much where it's at. Yeah. What, um, oh, shit, I had a fucking killer one. It just went away. <laughs> yeah, it just, it was killer. But, uh, to, to, to design, like, did y'all go to any type of design school? Nah. No. No. This is all just kind of like, like, seeing what, like, learning what works well and what people like and just, kind of putting our own twist on it right yeah. yeah if you if you were to see like luke luke is you know he's a genius he had amazing amazing grades in school what'd you graduate with from michigan state like a three nine yeah like he's a genius fucking he's, nerd right <laughs> right but if you were to see like if i were to put on paper like my life's accomplishments four years ago you would think that i would be in like jail you know like i dropped out <laughs> of like four colleges um I never had a job that i could keep i did very very i had a really hard time working for somebody and I just, I just struggled with, um, you know, being put in a box with, I'm sure you're the same, you're an artist, but I just had a really hard time. I love time. being in a box. Really? What kind? Pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's great. <laughs> it's so dumb. I just heard it in my head. I had to get it out. It was so He's stupid. Like, but continue. trigger. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it's a good place to be, bro. Here we go. I can't complain. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't, I can't, you know, say you're wrong. But uh, for me, I just had a hard time being like in a curriculum or someone telling me how to do things, you know, and I struggled with that for a really long time until, you know, I, I figured it out for myself. And now it's like, um, you know, it's great. You know, I, I'm just much more better off being able to come up with my own ideas and strategies and stuff. Yeah. And you probably have a great worth ethic now that it's yeah. all on you. You yeah. know, it's like I've always had work ethic. I just haven't been able to like listen to somebody tell me how to do something. Yeah. You know, I've always been the one that's like, but it would be better if we were to do it this way. And then they would be like, but we do it this way. And I'm like, no. <laughs> right. So like, how did y'all, how did you, did you start designing whenever you were like, I'm going to make these jerseys or did y'all do any type of designing prior? 
Yeah, that G. Jones jersey. That was the first one. Yeah, you, you ever designed. You're just like, yeah. hey, this this would look sweet if this was here, and if you put yeah. some shit over here, and then, and then yeah, it kind of just no, it was there. sick. And, and then, there's naturals at it. Yeah, and then now like you having to dive into designing, you're probably like a whiz of the software now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're well, we actually just come up with the ideas. The designers go in and put everything together. Mm-hmm. So we're not actually the ones in Photoshop that are like doing all this. It's the designers. Like yeah. they all have. Computer science degrees, graphic design degrees, you know, a lot of them are getting their masters in like coding and shit, you know, and we're not that smart. They're the ones who have the, you know, that are in there like doing all of it. Yeah. So it's actually comical how little we know about actual design software and stuff. We just have the visions. Yeah. We have the ideas. I mean, that's like, there's a parallels with that with music too. Like the, uh, the, what's the word? Like the old school producer. Right, the old school producer wouldn't even know how to play instruments or mm-hmm. like really produce, but he could take all these different ideas from these different musicians. Like, yeah, you play that and you play that, and it's gonna go together. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like some producers, like with old bands and stuff, like a producer would be in the studio with them, but he wasn't actually recording them or engineering or anything. He's just giving them ideas, basically like coaching. Yep, exactly. Yeah, that's I mean, tit for tat, what it is. Yeah, coaching, coaching. And he we, said tit. Uh, <laughs> and we we probably have like every designer is working on a jersey just about, maybe even two. So we have like anywhere from like eight to like 16 jerseys going at a time. Damn. Where we're just kind of like, all right, here's like five notes, like edits we need to make. And we'll run through those for like all different ones. So these are all just kind of being made in parallel at the same time. Mm. Damn, to go from a dropout. Going four, to jail four, four, times. four times. I, I never went to jail. I, I, but, gonna go to. But I'm just saying, if you were to look at my life, you'd be like, "Yeah, you probably deserve. Like, you probably deserve to be in jail." I've done a few things where <laughs> I've done a few things where I very well could be in jail. Gotcha. Not prison, but jail. Jail. Okay. Yeah, I think most people have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Kyle, have you done something to be in jail for? Yeah, man. Of course. Yeah, I have too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's great. I mean, it's just. Uh, worked out well to go from that and then to go from a degree a high like with the high gpa michigan state yep. and i mean what was that degree even for so i went to a school for supply chain management oh so that works very well with what y'all are doing then. yeah a lot yeah. of operation stuff a lot of negotiations so yeah that works very well but then now i mean just starting this to be fun during lockdown and then you're probably working 40 hours a week now i mean it's a, uh, is a full is it a full-time job at this point this is seven days a week at yeah. this point and that's not even yeah. enough days in the week to handle all the shit we have going on yeah i feel um, that it's a lot bro yeah it's, it's seven days a week with a big team with a lot of dedicated people with a lot of moving parts oh we also have um um a cfo named Amar. His, he's you know he's incredible he uh he handles all of our finances. He's, he has a master's in finance from Michigan, runs a very, very successful steel company in Detroit. He manages all of our money and makes sure that we're smart with our money and stuff. So it's a very well, like, properly ran machine. You know, it's not just make a jersey, sell it, you know, hope it works out. Damn, y'all are more professional than me. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't that hard got to be. We, uh... Yeah, we got to be. Good. We got to be to keep going. I love that, man. Where are y'all trying to take it? I mean, because y'all got now, actually, before I even go there, is Offbeat, is Offbeat y'all too? Or is, mm-hmm. okay, so that's just the name of y'all's show company, pr- yeah. promotion company, basically. Yeah, because there's people that love jerseys, but then there's people that fucking hate them. So, like, we didn't want to be the co- the person that was like, or the company that was like, the jersey company throwing a party. We wanted to be like the streetwear company that throws these offbeat parties and branded as that and separate the two mm. um, because we feel like that just like makes way more sense. But Elevate Away is like a key promoter for offbeat. Yeah. Um, 
so we wanted to completely and totally, you know, just kind of make sure that they were different just in case we didn't have any like people not support because they don't like jerseys. Cause it's like just as much as you were saying, yeah, jerseys were like the hottest commodity item that I've ever put out. There's people out there that hate them just as much as people that love them. Mm. And we wanted to like kind of, you know, keep them, keep them separate. I get that. Yeah. I get that. Where are y'all trying to take the two? Like how yeah. far are you trying to take elevator weight? Like, are y'all trying to open up a own y'all's like own warehouse and store? Yeah. Or are y'all <clears> trying to like get your own venue for offbeat? Like what's the, what's, what's the goal here, boys? Yeah. So we, we have, we're looking at a commercial spot that's like three blocks down from mission ballroom. Um, we're looking at, a, you know, potentially doing 1500 to 2000 square feet where we can do meet and greets and pop-ups mm-hmm. there. And then like really small private parties. But next year, we're really diving into the event stuff. So, like, we're working with um, a couple of agents. They're helping us curate lineups and to potentially do um, tours with artists where 808 Presents or Offbeat Presents, a tour for artists that we potentially do in the fall. Potentially, you know, saying it because it's not official. But officially, we're just doing bigger scale events. Like, we're promoting a big NASCAR party down in Phoenix next year. Hell yeah. As well as a Super Bowl Mm -hmm. party um, down in Arizona. Then in... You know, I can't say too much yet, but then the first week of uh, March or April, can't one of those months, first week is spring, it's probably best, I don't even say the month, but first week <laughs> of spring next year, we're actually partnering with an existing festival. Everybody's known about it, but we're actually the ones that are putting it on with them. We, we're pretty big investors in it. We're going to throw a festival with them. And then June, we'll go back to Electric Forest and throw that after party again there. But um, for us, it's to grow and be a production company, promotion company, merchandise, because it, it all, you know, corresponds with each other. So, like, um, we're bringing a, a PK rig out here with our guy, um, and we're going to be, you know, trying to trying to get this rig into different events and stuff. So I would say our goal is to just do as much as we possibly can while we're here and work really hard and be everywhere, whether it's yeah. production, merch, events, festivals, meet and greets, all these kind of things. Mm. And, I mean – Without spreading ourselves too thin, like Brian said, we are trying to do a little bit of everything, but all with the intentions of like one or two things, like build and grow the community and then support support the artists as best we can, whether it's through merchandise or putting them on at shows. Uh, those are kind of like everything we do comes with those two things in mind. And we're also trying to always keep it fresh. Like what's the next thing? What's new? How can we, with those two goals in mind, what can we branch into next so that we're not becoming stale or stagnant? And we're kind of adapting with the scene. So, I mean, that's kind of what we have in the near future. But realistically, like, if you came up with an idea that you think we could help crush, like, we're on board for, like, kind of pivot and do whatever we have to on that front as well. Cool. Hell yeah. How how do y'all stay competitive against other merchandise companies? Because, like I said, I've had people hit me up with, like, designs ready to go. Like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, are y'all having to kind of, like, you know – what's it called whenever you will do the same pri- match a price as somebody else just for the to get them? Or is it just like, uh, or are you just like not even worried about these other motherfuckers? Like how do y'all, how do y'all stay competitive and, and, you know, evolve with the competition? I think we'll always and forever be, no matter what people say, we'll always be in our lane, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, we know our worth, we know where, where our skill sets are. And we know that all, we know of all the great things we've done for our community as well as like the quality of the product, the time, energy, and intention that it took to like come up with all this stuff and like have what we think is the best merchandise product out there when it comes to jerseys, t-shirts and shit. It's like, it's just cotton t-shirt, make it, whatever. But we think we're the best at it because we care, I think, the most about it. Um, so we don't really even know what other companies are doing. You know, like KT8's a huge company. They crush it. Will we ever be on KT8's level? We don't know. But like, honestly, we don't really even care. 
I don't really care. Yeah. You know, I, for I, one thing is with with like the quality, we kind of see ourselves as kind of uh, kind of a top tier quality provider. So we've had opportunities that we've actually like not worked with certain certain uh, groups because they want to make like the low dollar value items from a jersey perspective, and and we've kind of built ourselves around like having this reputation of like the high end nicest jersey you can buy. So I think one is like the product kind of speaks for itself from being competitive. Once somebody grabs one, feels it, tries it on, it's really hard to go back to the others. Mm -hmm. And then two, also just like kind of circling back to what I just said, the community, like people want to be a part of it. So um, what we've seen is even with, with different artists, like just posting it in our group, like affects sales positively because when the Elevator 8 names behind it, People like feel good about that and want to be a part of it. And we've built this community in Denver through these shows and in different events. And, and like I said, we're looking to take that kind of nationwide. But mm. people feel good opening up an Elevator 8 package, like putting that jersey on. So just kind of building that and continuing to have those people like be excited about it kind of sells itself at that point. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, no, I mean, I haven't heard anybody ever say anything bad about Elevator 8. Every time it's always yeah. like, oh, they do dope shit. Yeah. 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 We just... Like, you know, like you were saying about the whole, you know, how you and Boogie went fishing one day and there was no, like, industry drama. It's like, we know there's a lot of drama. Everyone's partying and doing drugs and having fun and, like, doing their thing. Like, there's always going to be something that comes up to where it's dramatic. But, like, even when people are like, hey, like, you should repost or, like, share that this person's doing this and that. I'm like, maybe, but we just don't care about it. Like, we have so much fun doing what we like to do. You know, this, this doing what we like to do has brought us here, you know, and, like, everything else that doesn't necessarily you know, kind of correspond with that. We just don't really care. Yeah. Just, I'm on that same wavelength, dude. <laughs> yeah. If it if it ain't fun or if it ain't funny, ain't got nothing to do with me. Yeah. You know what I appreciate <laughs> about you, though? Like, more so than anybody, I guess that's a DJ, is that you really don't give a fuck, but you're always yourself. And then you don't really, like, limit how you use your words around others. You're just being yourself. Um, you're not afraid of getting, like, canceled or, like, you're not afraid of like putting yourself in a box with how you want to, with how you want the world to portray you, you know, like it's really cool to see that because a lot of people are very, like some people walk on, you know, like they're walking on thin ice about, you know, the way that they live because they're worried about getting canceled. And I feel like you've always just done your thing, you know? Well, dude, I'm just trying to have fun. This is like goes to what y'all saying. I'm literally having fun the only way I know how. Yeah. And if I put myself in a box for one thing, I got to put myself in a box for another thing. The thing about limits and saying what you can or can't do yeah. is it doesn't just apply to that one thing. Mm, yeah. it, it'll, then at that point, you can apply it to all these other different things. Especially if it's a pussy. Especially if it's a pussy. <laughs> dude, sometimes I might want dick. And so, you know... it. it, it I don't know. I appreciate you saying that, but dude, it, that wasn't even the intent. I'm just trying to have yeah, a good time. Exactly. And, and if someone doesn't like me for something I said, it's not because of something I said at that point. It's really because they just don't like me. Because uh, if you didn't like that, you're not going to like all this other shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. if you don't like me for that, then you probably shouldn't even fuck with me because yeah. it's not going to get any better for you. Yeah, it's great, though, because I feel like maybe it will help other DJs or creatives or people not think that, like, they have to be, like, this type of person, you know, like... Because it's hard, you know, the world kind of, like, makes you feel that you have to, like, you know, follow this way of living or be careful what you say because of, you know, who's around in that. And I, and I agree to that to a certain extent, but it's great to not have to be fearful of who you are, who you portray yourself to be because of what other people may think of you, you know? Right. And my, a, lot of my, a lot of the things I see is, like, do people actually feel 
this way or do they feel this way because other people tell them that they should feel this way about certain stuff? It's 100% because of that. Yeah, you know? that's what I'm 100%. saying. So like whenever you get out of the off the internet and you get to the real world, people are just people and we yeah. talk shit, we have fun. Like, yeah. and, and no one's ever, you know, for the most part, most people are good people. No one's doing anything to be hurtful or to be mean or rude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the most part, we're just out here trying to live life the only way we know how to do it. Yeah, so... Keep killing it, bro. It's great. I hope that. Uh, do you have any stand updates here anytime um, soon or no? Um, no, because really I, slammed I mean, right I'm now. slammed. We were able to do one in Charlotte this past weekend, but that's just because we had it. We were there and we had a day off, so yeah. it's just like you know, I've been writing, but yeah. like I haven't been able to really do any reps or not, something like that. Yeah. Do, do we do our first Elevate Away offbeat comedy show? That'd, that'd be, be lit. pretty oh, that. sick, actually. That would, that would what if we did a 360 comedy show where everyone's around him? He's in the middle. And then everyone can be around, and then we throw a show after. Can we please do this? That'll be lit. Can we please do yeah. this? Where like I'll bring other comedians too. Yeah, we have an early show, comedy show, late night. Dude, you Doesn't... know some funny people. Yeah. All right. Perfect. I know. I know a couple. Does he know funny people? <laughs> yeah. we, we don't know any funny people. Yeah. No. I know. I know. Yeah. I know <laughs> Definitely I know, not us. <laughs> I know a couple of good comedians out here that I could holler at, dude. We should do something like that. It'd be fun as hell. Perfect. That'd be three sixty comedy thing. Yeah. Walk up there and fuck with people. That'll be sick. Be good. That would be the best way to first ever see. Taboo comedy set. Is yeah. that what you, do you say? Is that how you say it too? Taboo whenever, comedy whenever, set. Or do you whenever I go do like comedy clubs, it's Mitch Draper. Yeah, but like it. whenever I'm doing it, like at a festival or show, yeah. Taboo. I don't care. Whichever one will get you to come see me do jokes. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? But no, nah, man. I appreciate you saying those nice things. And like, it's really cool seeing y'all. Like, literally, y'all were just doing it out of love. Like, there was no like yeah. greediness to do it. To like, no. hey, we could like kill it. Yeah. selling merch at a whole festival or anything like that. Yeah. It was just like, y'all made cool shit. Yeah. People fucked with it. And then it just grew from there. Yeah. We, we both had, well, Luke still does. He has an amazing career, but I had another business that I was running, you know, and that business was just as great, you know, and we never really thought about it as like a financial, a financial venture. And even today, and that's why we brought on Amar is because even today, because we love this shit just as much as anybody, you know, I've always told the story where like I was that kid, three, four, five years ago that would like travel to tomorrow world with $200 in my bank account and like figure out how I was going to survive. Straight wook it out. Wook it out. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm traveling to the airport in my tent. Flight's already covered, so I don't have to worry about that. But I'm going to, you know, tomorrow world with no money and I'm just going to figure it out and have fun and come back. You know, and it, it's because we really live for this stuff. And like that was our intent, you know, moving forward with it. And, uh, you know, part of it too is that we had our careers. So we never really looked at it like a business thing. But then when it started getting serious, Amar like, you know, six or seven times would be like, guys, like, you know, you have to start like managing your finances and making sure that like you're taking care of yourselves because we were donating a ton of money. And one thing that people don't understand about donating is just because you donate doesn't mean that it's a tax write-off. Like you, if, if you're a 5013C, which takes, you know, a year or so to get your potentially two years to get approved for, if you're a 5013C, then you can donate in the, and it's a tax write-off. But we were donating all this money and Amar's like, hey, like you can't be doing that. You're still gonna have to pay taxes on this money. You know, so um, we were doing everything wrong. We were just doing, yeah. So Amar was like, "Guys, like, cut me in. I'm gonna take care of you. You'll never have to worry about the money." And you know, and, and it's been great. So right, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Would you say would that be like the biggest learning curve y'all have had doing this? Um, and well, well, I don't know. There's probably a lot. There's a lot of fucking learning curves, like, like cuts and fabrics, the types of fabrics we use, how the jersey fits. Like we've messed around with a few cuts and fucked up where it's like too slim on on fans, you know? But I don't know. What what, what do you think? Yeah. There's a so lot, dude. Sourcing sourcing the products sucks. And, and working with with companies like all over like manufacturers all over the globe. 
I think that's been like the biggest learning curve. You say one thing and it's clear as day what you mean. And then you get something that's like the exact opposite. Mm. Uh, having to figure out like, yeah, are we going to do this or that? Or just getting the quality down. That's probably been the most difficult part, but like from a learning curve perspective, uh, definitely like all the, all the tax implications of everything. I mean, like, like, <laughs> yeah. like our second year we, we donated like over a hundred thousand dollars and had to pay taxes on that. And we thought like, Hey, we're giving this away. Like this will end up being like a good guy in the back. But since we didn't do it properly. Yeah. It was a mess. Amar was like freaking out. He's like, Hey, before you do anything with the finances, you have to let me know, like to make sure that we can do it. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that's definitely one thing, but a lot of people don't know how to manage their money. You know, like that's a, that's a very common issue in the, in the States where we've never, and it's not their fault, but we were never taught how to become wealthy. You know, we were taught how to just like get a job. Yeah. I mean, that, that's like you know? the NFL. It's like 80% of NFL players end up going broke yeah. after, mm -hmm. after the NFL when they made millions in the NFL. And it's yeah. just like how, when you hear that, you're like, how the fuck did you go broke? Yeah, I don't yeah. know where to put it. I don't know what to do with it. You know? Yeah. So I would say that that's probably a big one, managing the money, but Amar handles that. But then too, just like coming up with different stuff, you know, it's like, it's like when you write an album, you don't want it to sound like your last EP or whatever. You want to come up with something that's completely new and fresh that your fans are going to be like, hell yeah, I respect him for taking a different trajectory. Yeah. So I would say part of that too, is like coming up with ideas and you have to reinvent like yourself. Yeah. That's something like I've been thinking about. Like I was literally talking to Loper about it today. He's like, all right, the next album. I'm like, yeah, I've been thinking about it because I have to. It can't be just the quality of what we did now. It's got to be better. It's yeah. we got to pretty much reinvent the wheel, but not like like just make the wheel better. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just get some new rubber on that thing. Yeah, you're killing it though. You sold out what every single stop? Right? No, 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 no. That'd have been awesome. Well, how many uh, more? We sold out. We sold out more than what we haven't. Uh, I think okay. we've probably sold out like 65% of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, I feel and like every single time I see you post, it's like, you know, there's low ticket warning or selling out or something. You know, and like if we didn't sell it part. out, we were close. Yeah. We were close, mm -hmm. which, it, thank God. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm, you know, doing a headline tour is a fucking stressful thing, dude, because yeah. if it don't go well, then everyone knows. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> how we feel every time we throw a party. We're like, the, like a couple of days before, we're like, all right, are people going to buy these tickets? <laughs> or, yeah. yeah. And then like the day of show, it just... They go off the rack, but... Well, one thing that's good for y'all is y'all go late night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I lived down in New Orleans. Everything was late night. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But here, everything's at two. It's yeah, weird. Yeah. Some shows will even end, like, one on a Friday, and then, you know, like, a Red Rock show is over at, like, an 11. So, like, the fact that y'all are risking it going out late, which I respect. Well, we don't have the clout, or we didn't have the clout to uh, do regular shows because there's so many in Denver. It's like so you much know, competition. You want to throw a show here, you've already got to compete with all these other promoters and venues and AEG and shit, and it's like... Now we're working with AEG, which is fire. And then um, now we're starting to get like the, oh shit, maybe we should have these guys like help promote for some of the shit because it's not selling out, you know? So mm -hmm. we're finally getting that recognition where like, yeah. you know, we're doing a, we can we can say it here, but we're announcing a, um, a DMB show at Larimer Lounge on the 30th of November. Secret guest, you know, kind of deal. We can't say the artist, but it's going to be sick and it's regular hours. So like, this is like what, our, only our second time ever where we've done a, mm -hmm. we've done a regular um, our show the first one was with electric hawk and all them but um we're excited because now we're like we actually get to do the the regular 9 8, 9 p.m doors we get to go to bed early yeah i'm sure <laughs> that, that there ain't nothing wrong with that yeah but it, it's cool building building something different i mean there's yeah. hundreds of venues around here people throwing shows every single day of the week like if we're doing regular shows we're just another one of the bunch right like we've kind of like established ourselves in this like niche like after after party scene where people like know and look forward to it and even even 24 hours notice People are like, that's crazy. There. Like, yeah, I mean, dude, the amount of shows that happen here in a weekend is fucking insane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Like it, I, I learned literally the first the night I came, went to y'all's party. The amount of shows that were going on that night was fucking insane. Yep. Yeah, and we went to like three. Yeah, you know what I mean. We were just bouncing around, like you yep. know, just having a good time. And, and it's even up. with Red Rocks getting canceled, there's still endless things to do. Yeah, yeah, yep. we're super grateful for it. One thing that we always try to do is something different during the shows because, like, the fact that people want to spend, and that's why we give away so much free shit because mm-hmm. it's like. If you're if you're paying our bills and you're like keeping us going or coming to our shows and promoting, like we always try to do something above and beyond that like makes people feel more important or like you know appreciated. So one thing I don't know if you saw last time, but I don't even know if this was the same event, but we had the money gun where we got like three hundred dollars in ones and sprayed the whole crowd with ones. That's cool. Were you yeah. there for that or no? No, I wish I would have. Uh, man, we'll have to bust the money <laughs> money gun out again. And then the other one that we do is we grab like five huge bottles of champagne, and then we have the girls go to the crowd. Last time I did it, we have the girls go to the crowd and pour champagne down people's mouths and make sure that like everybody who wants champagne can get some. You know, just because it's like you showed up like. Super late notice and came out here and like we're just appreciative for it because it's hard to do this shit, you know, yeah. and it's hard to get people to like come because there's so much competition, like you said. But. And that's how you like you make it like a house party. You're just like yeah. a party, not like <laughs> yeah. a show. That's what I loved about it. Yeah. It literally felt like a fucking party. Yeah, yep. you know what I mean. Like it was it it was cool, mm-hmm. really cool. It's just yeah, exactly. You just feel feel good being there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm sad you won't be here this weekend. It's gonna be crazy. I'm gonna try to. I'm going to try to get the whole con squad super lit. Yeah, it won't, that fun. won't be that hard to do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, dude, the girls walking around pouring uh, champagne in people's mouths, dude. Have you seen the videos online where they're like, hey, let's take a shot, and they hold the shot uh, bottle, the liquor bottle up huh and they'll open their mouth and the buddy will come through with the dildo and just shove no. it down their throat no. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that fucking awesome though those are the best man that's what we gotta do next yeah dude shove a dildo <laughs> in someone's mouth yeah. about the Amazon primes and shit <laughs> oh I already got a bunch of them well that's funny got a bunch of them that's already. funny dude yeah how many do y'all have like a cap on how many events y'all are trying to throw like do you have like an idea for next year how many y'all are trying to do would you like it to be an every weekend thing no I don't think so because it's super strenuous. Like even right now, we're still fucking hungover. Yeah, I don't even feel like myself right now. I'm like hanging on by a thread. I've already had all these vitamin shots. I'm like, fuck, we got to do this podcast with taboo. And I'm like, but uh, I don't say I don't say that we have a limit. It's more so like when a manager hits us up and they're like, yo, do you guys want to do this? And that's what happened this weekend. Was like, oh yeah, we should actually do this. You know, mm-hmm. and it happened. It's kind of opportunistic, right? Yeah. When there's a a show where we think we could help the artists that are either on the undercard or the main events, like extend their their experience to their fans to our fans so we'll go through like what shows are going through denver and we'll kind of plan that way to see like what what kind of fits our vibe and and what people would appreciate um so it's kind of like i mean we're about to do before the end of the year like four four after a bunch we have a bunch from but just because we're leaving next year though so we wanted yeah. to kind of go crazy yeah and then before this though we haven't had we haven't had one like there was like a probably like a two month span that we didn't have anything, and then we fit in like four or five in in two months. Mm-hmm. So it's just random. But if, said y'all are leaving. Yeah, because we're gonna start doing. We're gonna go to Arizona twice, back to back months. Gotcha. I didn't know if y'all were like actually moving, oh, like no. moving the business out. I don't think we could ever leave. Like yeah, Denver's Denver. so perfect here. I, I love every single person here. That for the most part that I've met, like Denver's just great people. It is, man, and like especially for like the the genre that we're in mm-hmm. oh, you know sure. what i mean it's yeah. just like and yeah. it's awesome because there's been so many people that come to these elevator eight afters because they're already vacationing in denver they're already going to red rock so people from all over the country have already been to our shows where i feel like if you're in a 
not as big of a hub for like bass music, it's hard to get people from out of state. You're really relying on just your like local pool. Mm -hmm. We've had people from all over for different Red Rock shows that are in town come and check us out. So that definitely plays the advantage. But yeah, we're not we're not leaving. Uh, we've kind of made ourselves a nice home here. But we want to give people around the country a chance to experience what these offbeat shows are like. Dude, yeah. yeah whenever I went to y'all's event, I'd I'd met a couple different people that were from out of town. Like I met this one gal; she's from Dallas. They were like all in town for Red Rocks that weekend. Mm -hmm. But it was just like all these. I met a lot of people who weren't from mm -hmm. the area. Yeah, They're not. Yeah, so that's the cool part about it. They come off. They'll come from all over the place. Like this weekend's a big one because a lot of people are flying in for Liquid Stranger. Mm -hmm. So this weekend will be a new crowd. It's gonna be a lot of yeah, fun. It's always cool to hear like people like flying in for those, and they're like, "Oh, my first yeah. offbeat show!" Like, yeah, super can't excited. It. It's so weird, but it's like we love it. You know, it's just weird. Like, you know, when you started like popping off a little bit, where people were like talking about it, they're talking about it in Reddit and shit, or like, "Oh, I can't find tickets to the show." We're like, "Dude, that's so sick." I, dude, I honestly like whenever shows sell out and people hit me up like upset, I'm like. I'm not upset. Yeah, I'm like, like, oh, we're sorry. Yeah, we're so sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, I I feel the same way about merch too, because it's like, dog, it was a pre-order and it was live for like three weeks. Dude, yes. Whenever people hit me up upset about like one of my shows sells out and they're like trying to get a ticket, I'm yeah. like, this show has been on sale for like four months. Yeah, mm -hmm. I I don't want to hear it. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, like we're not, we're not. You were just lazy. Like they're yeah, people aren't on. scalping these. Like they're not trying to like jip you for money. Like you just waited too long yeah, sounds plan like ahead, problem we, yeah, yeah. plan ahead because we appreciate it it takes a lot of stress off our fucking backs yeah, dude at first ahead. at first like our first couple shows that sold out we were like felt bad like oh like we want to give these people a chance to be here <laughs> yeah. and like that's when we had like more time and energy to like yeah. kind of care like, but now it just tonight it's like dog now it just happens every time and it's like one of those things to your point you're like oh yeah <laughs> well dude also what people don't understand is like if you buy a ticket the day it's on sale it's usually cheaper it's usually cheaper. It helps the it helps the promoters out, helps the yeah. artists out. It mm -hmm. it lines everything up for everyone to be happy at the end of the, by, by yeah. show day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like buying a ticket when it goes on sale is yeah. usually the way to go. But like we, now, especially after COVID, we live in such a like day of market. Uh -huh. yep. Yeah, like other yeah. promoters I've talked to, and even markets I've played at, it they're yeah. like, yeah, that's usually like day of walk up crowds. Yeah, people are waiting to get paid. Yeah. So f fuck inflation, but if you can afford it, please plan ahead because it takes a lot of stress off our backs. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know. Is that is that for you? You kind of look at ticket sales day of and all that kind of stuff. You think about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you I'd can't, imagine you can't not think about it when it's a headline tour. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when it's support, I'm like whatever. But like when it's your own event or your own show, like yeah. you're like, where are we at right now? Yeah, when you're like under fifty percent, like before day of show, and like even <laughs> even from like past experience, you know, like you still could sell that out like day of. It's still like. Not the most fun thing. It's to look super at. stressful for us because we got to come out tens, of, you know, fifteen grand to throw these things. Like they're not cheap. Yeah. And then when there's not tickets coming in, you're like, fuck. But then two hours before, you know, we'll sell two hundred tickets, yeah, and, and then, then we're, we're getting good. the text message. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's so stressful. The the more flow after that we just threw um, was the first show that we had sold like. 200 tickets before the week of and we were like oh this is great yeah you weren't even worried you're like this show's gonna be fine didn't even look at it didn't even look at it when it sold out it was like this is awesome yeah, yeah that's the best felt great yeah man. hell yeah well this has been great Kyle did you have anything you wanted to ask them uh let me yeah uh so what are some Bad habits that you guys have, and uh, are these are these like the calling questions? We do no, have some of those, but I like oh, to okay. I like to get Got one from it. Kyle. I was gonna say someone's asking us about our bad habits. Oh no, that'd be me. Yeah. All right. Cool. I like to I like to try to ask the interesting things and something that uh, yeah something that wouldn't normally be asked, but something that makes you more human. 
you know, cause everybody has bad habits and, uh, it doesn't have to be anything crazy or anything like that, but you know, you're human. We all have yeah. bad habits and some people can learn off of that. And yeah, no, hundred percent. I'll tell, I'll tell mine first. Um, I'm not working out right now. Like I'm in the worst shape of my life. Like it's not good. I would it's normally like, habit. I would normally run. Would, would you, would you consider that a bad habit? Yeah. 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 Is that like not? Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, definitely. Your personal health is important yeah. and, um, you know, to being exercising is a good habit. Yeah, to have, yeah I wouldn't so. say it's a bad habit, but exercising is a good habit. Yeah, okay. there you go. All right, yeah. I'm gonna come up with a juicier one. Here, you, you do one. I'm I trying mean, to think. I don't know if you'd consider staying up until like 8 a.m. almost every Friday and Saturday. <laughs> a bad habit, but, um, uh, that's one personal one. I think from like a professional bad habit though about like elevator weight and offbeat is one thing is like. We hate telling people no, which is like, you oh, kind of yeah. look at that as a good thing, but that's not juicy enough. I don't think yeah, a lot no. of times we just dig ourselves into like some holes where like, we're kind of play yes, man. And, and like you said, like we're, oh yes, we can make these edits. And the next thing you know, we have to deliver 4,000 jerseys in like four weeks. And oh yeah. We're like stressing and <laughs> yeah. like, I think we just need to be a little bit more firm. So that from a professional standpoint, just like knowing our limits and, and kind of making other people adhere to them versus just like yes manning through it. That was a good it, one. I, for sure. In the beginning of Taboo, I was a big yes man. I say no to like everything. It feels so good. Yeah. yeah. I love you, saying you, no. You got, you got to get to that point where you have like the, the leverage to say no. Yeah. I do love eating junk food. So, you know, for me right now, like my bad habit is <laughs> like. Don't we all? <laughs> but I'm trying to think here like. I don't, I'm not eating clean right now and I'm not working out. Mm. So that's where I'm at right now. My worst habits is that I'm just not taking care of my health. Cause I think I'm, it's like stress eating kind of, or is it no, just like, that's, that's the thing is I'm not stressing at all. Like for the, this is probably one of the first times in my life where like, you know, we had crazy six weeks, you know, previously cause we had to manage a lot, but it's like good stress. It's like performance stress, you know, yeah. but our lives are great. We have a lot to be grateful for. I wouldn't say it's stressful eating. I would just say that I'm just being a lazy fat ass right now. <sighs> I'm trying to think of my bad habit. I have a bad habit of not being there. Being there? What do you mean? Like. Being in the moment or. Uh, no, I've gotten better at that. So like, I don't know. There's times like I haven't been calling my, my wheezy and pops, which was like my uh, grandmom and grandmom as much. I haven't be better at that. Too. Yeah. I haven't called. I don't call them as much as I used to. I used to call my pops every, every Sunday and we chat for like an hour and. Um, I have a bad, I, I've gotten bad at like, I, I, I just get so wrapped up in my own shit mm -hmm. and I feel like it's becoming, no, there's nothing like, it's, it's not like. You're just not as available to others as, as much as, as much as I'd like be. to be. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, and it sucks because it's like people that I genuinely care about and yeah. like love, like, you know, even some old friends from back home in Mississippi, like I don't talk to them as much when. When in a sense, like I could, like, you know, where I really could, it's easy to just so pick easy. up the phone yeah. and I just don't because I'm just so wrapped up in my own shit and I'm just like so focused on myself. Now, since I, I've gotten a lot better at that, like, you know, I have a girlfriend and that's helped me get, uh, be a lot better at just disconnecting and just mm -hmm. walking away. But I, um, I guess just not being available as much to people that mean stuff to me because yeah. if they were gone tomorrow, I would yeah. hate that I didn't yeah. do that. I think part of it is that, and I don't know how you deal with pressure. I don't know if like I could say that we're under a lot of pressure, but like our livelihoods depend on our social media presence, the music you put out, the merch that we put out, like our livelihoods depend on all this stuff to where I think just naturally we want to protect it as much as possible and maybe overcompensate for how much we need to do to continue to grow it 
which puts all other things a lot aside because we're trying to just fend for ourselves, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't know if it's like a selfish thing. I wouldn't, I don't think, it, I, but it's like, dude, it's, it, there's pressure to like what we're doing to make sure that we're providing and, and, uh, you know, giving people, you know, what they want so we can continue to grow and develop the brands, you know? Mm-hmm. Now that's the best word I was looking for is selfish. That's my, that's <laughs> yeah. my bad habit is I'm, yeah. I'm selfish at times. Yeah. And I, and I try not to be like when people are around, like, you know, people that I talk to all the time, like that's not an issue, but it's just like other things that like maybe don't mean as much to me at the moment or as important to me at that moment. I just mm. have kind of, you know, been disconnected from and I don't like that. Like I'm not even going to make Christmas this year for like yeah. over at my Wheezy's and Pop's house because I'm on tour. Mm-hmm. And it's like I could have easily blocked that weekend off yeah. from tour because I don't know how many more Christmases I'm going to have with them. So like I could have easily bro- blocked that off to go do that with them and I didn't because I'm selfish. Yeah. Yeah. You're fending for yourself. You know, sure. trying, they they understood. To, yeah. They understood. Well, maybe take a week off and go see them, you know? Yeah, I mean. Take a week off next year or something before before festival season starts. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have some, a good bit of time on, off after this. I'm going to make sure to go see all the people. Who It'll make you see. feel good, too. Yeah. 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 Good question, Kyle. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, but we do got some fan questions now. I'm I'm wondering if we've answered some of these just naturally through our conversation. I downloaded some some of the good ones, but um, I think we might have covered some of them on accident. But let's just get to them. All right. Hey, Bri, Luke, and Mitch. It's CJ down in Denver. Uh, my question's for Mitch. So, Mitch, what do you think about 808? Did you know about the parties they threw before you moved out to Denver? <laughs> And what were your thoughts when you first walked into that warehouse? Let me know. Hope all's well. We kind of did touch that, but yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know about y'all throwing events. I knew about the you know y'all making jerseys, mm-hmm. but fuck, it was a good time. That was a good party. <laughs> like I said, dude, I was fucking. I, I was I literally it, the mushrooms hit me as soon as I walked through that door. <laughs> yeah. And like I like you know I was just out on the town, dude. I was just having a good time. Ate some mushrooms. I didn't think I ate a lot, but I ate more than I thought I did. That's how it always. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I walked in there like, whoa, you know, like that green room area y'all yeah. have at the glass. That's insane, bro. I didn't even think there was glass there, yeah. dude. Like I thought <laughs> I was gonna fall through. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's like our our upper echelon venue too. Every yeah. that's that's the cream of the crop. That one's cool as shit. Yeah. yeah, we can only rent it four times a year because he doesn't want it to get out of control. I get that. So we do quarterly quarterly shows there. That was a fun one, dude. Yeah, that's a cool venue. The people I met at the place were awesome, and yeah, it was just a total fucking party. That was one of the best nights we've ever had. Yeah, to see all you guys playing on stage, to see all these people showing up, to it, it was to do something for you know Rob and Jake too because their fucking show got canceled, which yeah, we were exactly. devastated for him, you know, and um, for Rob to go do his throwback trap set was really sick, dude. So. That yeah. set. Was so fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, dude, that was one of the better parties I'd ever been to. Le- yeah. Legit. It like, was, it, was I, it was just a good, fu- like, it was one of the better. Pa- I remember just talking to all my friends, like, my roommates, we all went, and I was just like, dude, this is like the best party ever. <laughs> yeah. There, yeah. There's something about Denver when when big events get canceled, it's happened a couple times. There's something about, like, the community and the energy at all the little pop up shows around the city. I feel like the vibes are always so much higher. So, like, obviously, Red Rocks got canceled that day. And, after the fact, like when everybody just gets together, it's like a way different energy in the room. You can tell. Yeah. Like with uh, like when Bass Nectar's show got canceled when he was still doing his thing, there was a bunch of pop up shows that went on around the city, and it's just like kind of that out of pocket. Like everyone's just there to like make the best of whatever's left. Yeah. And it like makes 
everything just go through the roof. I had Buku on the podcast that day. Yeah. Where it got canceled, and he was in pretty high spirits. He yeah. was fine. He was like, oh, we're going to party. I'm doing an OG yeah. trap, set. I'm, trap set. I'm like, let's go. Yes. Let's we're, go. Do, we're running it back on December 10th. Yeah, having him, have him, him back, OG yeah. trap set? Yeah. Fuck. I don't know if you, you probably won't be here. No, I'm, uh, I'm literally home for two, yeah. one to two days at a time now. Nice. So it's well, nice, thanks, but thanks like, for taking the time. Yeah, damn, man. Thank, I'm, I'm yeah, a real one. Stop. <laughs> Let's get to another <laughs> one. Real. <laughs> hey there, Blake from uh, Carson City, Nevada. What up, Blake? I've got a question for both Kabu and Elevo 808 Designs. <laughs> um, first one's for Elevo 808. Um, just kind of wondering, um, I know you guys do all sorts of um, merchandise for all sorts of artists. I was just wondering if you guys do any privacy sales, as in, like, if I just asked you guys and gave you guys a design, would you guys put it on a on a piece of merchandise for me? Um, and for you, Tabu, I was just wondering how it is up in Denver. Uh, I know you've been up there for a while, but it's uh, it'll be nice to get a a uh, a <laughs> He's got Fuck, it. Fuck, I forgot what I was saying. Uh, <laughs> Blake. Well, I'm not going to answer his question because he didn't even have a question fully for me. So, yeah, dude, can people hit y'all up for, like, one of ones? Uh, it's just really hard. Yeah. It's, from it's like hard. A, from like That's one of those things where you got to get better at just saying no. We're yeah. working on it. We, we did. Oh, drop, you're working on. We it. did drop an NFT where if they pay for the NFT, it comes with a one of one. But mm. you got to spend quite a bit of money on the NFT. Got you. Yeah, so like, from a capacity and resource perspective, like for our designers' sake, like yeah. it's just not the best use of their time and like our time. Uh, we do in our Facebook group. We have a a pretty awesome Facebook group where people are active and engaged, and it's like a little like family in there. And we're always taking requests. So if people have requests, if there's enough interest, like we'll do something. But there has to be enough interest. If it's yeah. just again like a one or two like private thing, like we want to help everybody, but it's just not realistic. It's yeah. hard. It's hard when we have a designer make like a jersey for a headliner, and then them be like, "Oh, you got to make this for so and so, but we can only pay you a hundred bucks." And then they're like, uh, "I'm probably not going to want to be." you know, down to do it when they're used to making so much more of the headliners. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's part of it too, is like sending it to the design team and then picking what they want to do with it. And yeah, trying to be respectful of yeah. their time. Yeah, exactly. no, I get that. But Makes sense. If you can make 20 of them, we'll talk. Work. Yeah, 20 is kind of like our minimum. Cool. All right, next one. Yeah, so we, I mean, we... I was just wondering if you, Hold you up, I can stop that. Band at some point, where up, is up, it up, that you're going up, to up, band? Up, yeah. What city in which way? <laughs> hold up. Hold what up, were we about to up. say, Lucas? <laughs> no, I was gonna say, we have done private drops before for different. Oh, no, oh, it's still going. We're still playing here. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're fighting. I don't know where the pause button it might, is. It here. might be on the other screen that's oh, off. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll just let it run through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then we'll just take this. <laughs> You're dope. Okay, he's still going. Shut up, dude. <laughs> I'm joking. All right. What, what were you no, I say? just wanted to tell people, like Brian said, like we can do 20. We've done. Uh, this is Luke like, like catering to helping people. I, I want people really to know the, the, know the yeah, options. I love we, it. We've though. worked with different like groups. <laughs> this is like, just like uh, Case Able we were talking about earlier. Yeah. No, exactly. You can't say no. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> if you get like 20, 30 people and you want us to do like, you're, like we're all for that. Mm. Like we've done it for different yeah. like rave fans and different groups that just want like their own shit. That's but, cool. But yeah, rave like, rave fans with their own yeah, shit. Like That's jerseys, cool. like yeah. we see them at festivals. Like Electric Forest, we ran into them. Like fifty of them all wearing like different styles of like basketball, soccer. But they also like bought like over a hundred jerseys. So. That's what's yeah. up though. That's yeah, cool. Exactly. Like for, some for your rave fam. So if, if you want private stuff, like just get a group of people together. Like people want some like college inspired ones, which like we haven't really done that. But if you have like 
25 homies that all went to the same school and you want something special, like, we're all for it. Yeah. Hell yeah, like an Elevate 08 Joe Burrow jersey would be kind of sick. Joe Burrow? Yeah, Joe Burrow. <laughs> all right, let's keep it rolling. All right, back to this guy here. I was just wondering if you guys are going to expand at some point, where is it that you're going to expand? What city in which way? Yeah, I guess you can kind of exit out of that one. We already kind of... Kind of, you can just right click at the bottom and hit exit. In, in a lump sum, more events, nationwide events. I don't like that. see it at the bottom here. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, Phoenix, Chicago, Atlanta, Virginia. You're dope. I like the biggest ones, Virginia. Yeah. That's kind of just where our like our fan base is, so it's easy. Hell yeah. Big markets too. Yeah, we already kind of go get on that one. That one. So let's hit this next one. Yeah, this is the last one here. Cool. Yo, what's good, Taboo? This is Tim in Denver. Uh, got one quick, very important question for y'all. <laughs> Timmy. Uh, hearing some rumblings of uh, another Elevate 08 and offbeat movement after party going down this Saturday in Denver. Uh, oh, yeah, to come. going to see a Taboo set at that. That's my only question, man. Cheers. Have a great day, brother. Yes, Taboo will be there. I will be performing stand-up comedy uh, <laughs> dressed as... As uh, <laughs> I, I will be dressed as Shaquille O'Neal. Nice. I will be DJ Diesel. It will be a DJ Diesel tribute set from Taboo Saturday at the offbeat after party. Comedy Diesel. Oh, yeah, Comedy Diesel. Sure <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll ride on yeah, because we already went through that one. I was wondering. like, you Make know, sure you say hi to him when you see him there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Diesel will always say hey. Yeah, I love D- you, Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the end of this, boys. I uh, I appreciate y'all so so much for coming on today, man. This has been Thanks. awesome. You know, I love all the stuff y'all do, and it's awesome hearing y'all's story. Just you know, grinding, doing something you loved, and boom, now you got a career. It's fucking Thanks. sick. I love hearing those type of stories all yeah. day. Yeah. Thanks for having us yeah, so. again. This is our first fucking podcast, so hey, our first we're, we're, official uh, podcast. Hell yeah, we're uh, we're out here. We're trying it. Thank you to everybody who's you know supported us to get us to this point. Thank you for taking the time. I know you're super busy. And uh, we'll see you this fucking Saturday for a 360 crazy after party again. Where can people find y'all's upcoming shows, your merch website, and also where can they f- listen to y'all's podcast? Um, it's all Elevate 808 Designs. And then the podcast is on YouTube and Spotify called the 808 Podcast. Mm. But all Elevate 808 Designs and then shows and streetwear's Offbeat Movement, which is O-F-F-B-E-A-T-M-V-M-T. Mm. So that's about it. That's all we got. I will say Elevate 08 would be like the perfect artist name. I feel like y'all fucking probably piss somebody off. <laughs> it's like the best name for a DJ. Hey, maybe we can become DJs next. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There you go. Back to back it. And we'll just our DJ name will just be Elevate 08. It's the perfect name for a DJ. <laughs> yeah, but then we'll yeah. need to find a merch provider. <laughs> <laughs> and someone to throw the event. Yeah, true. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> All right. <laughs> maybe this will happen one day. Shit. Well, you never know. Why not? We'll get Luke up there. Yeah, just open up your parties. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, thanks, bro. Sick. Well, I appreciate y'all. It's been great. Appreciate you, Kyle. Yeah, thanks, man. And I appreciate everybody listening to this week's episode of Talks with Taboo. I will see y'all next week. Peace.